I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. Ideas. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Burchall. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, look, I accept that you can be insane in the brain. Yeah. But insane in the membrane. <laughs> like that's just the the outer part? I guess. Or is it, or is it the is it the mucous membrane that surrounds the oh. the brain? Yeah. I mean, that's when you know you are really insane. Sure. When you're in the bits where there's not even any synapses. <laughs> where there was... Where the consciousness does not even occur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. When you're, on, on, when you're insane on such a fundamental level, in your mm. firmware, you know, not just It feels in like your... it's even outside of the fun, fundamentality. Wow. Something below fundamental? I really feel like the brain is fundamental to consciousness, and the brain and, and the and the membrane is not. Mm. Yeah, I felt like that was what I was saying, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm well. You said so fundamental, rooted in the. I'm not doing well mentally right now. I'm rooted in my booted. <laughs> That'd be a great. This is my great parody band, right? Mm. Um. Uh, <laughs> This is all the prodigy, Malta, but Malta if they Mountain. were Aussie, what would that be like? The prodigy, isn't that? Isn't if isn't aren't they the ones who said insane in the brain, insane in the membrane? Was that no? The it would have been. I think it would have been Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Oh, Which the prodigy is, is psychosomatic attic insane. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I'm not even sure. Is psychosomatic insane? Okay, maybe psychosomatic you could be right. Yeah, insane. yeah. Yeah, you might be right there. I actually don't. I don't know the prodigy very right. well. Is that the one that they do? A friend in need. No, a friend no, in no, need. no, no. That's placebo. Placebo. The prodigy is yeah. smack my bitch up. Yeah. Um, uh, insane in the brain, I think. But they obviously they meant the smack my thing up in a kind of in a positive way. It's a kind of a. I'm it was a. Uh, it's a caucasics. You know, in Caucasics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the white version of Ebonics. Um, <laughs> um, Caucasics. <laughs> uh, actually, to smack <laughs> means to uh, to uh, caress kindly mm. in a loving manner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, feel I'm safe. afraid I'm not sure and that they did mean it in my that bitch, way. My bitch is a Scandinavian, a Nordic term. Ah. Uh, my bitch, which <laughs> means, um, you know, mother figure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a lot better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, all right. Well, then I'll have to do an Australian version of Cypress it's Hill. Care, care for my elderly mother up. <laughs> Is kind of what they uh, what they actually meant. Alistair, we are <laughs> talking at cross purposes. Andy, you know what would be good? Mm. It would be great to get the first, like hardcore, like you know, nightclub dance track mm. that is about caring for an uh, an elderly relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elder care. Elder care. Um, that's, that's exactly. Um, but you got to disguise it. How could you disguise it enough so hmm. people think that it's about fucking? Well, I mean, you could definitely talk about taking a lot of pills, right? Because mm, that yes. is. <laughs> so stealing them from your gra- your mother. Well, no, 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 no. Like, like, I, like oh. I guess you're describing like the need to take a lot of pills every yeah. day to keep going, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is a, <gasps> both a dance club phenomenon. And yeah. also the lived reality of the infirm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the pa- Parkinson's. It's, it's about is kind it's of about like... an aging. It's about an a- aging generation. Yeah. So at some point, you're taking care of your elderly relative, mm. but you are also yourself elderly. Mm. Great. <laughs> you see, so now there's a reason why you're both popping pills. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little bit like the uh, Chance the Rapper, uh, you know, uh, song where he goes, "We don't do the same drugs no more." We don't do the we don't do the same drugs like that. And that's like you and your mom. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but if you're getting elderly, maybe you are doing this. If you're both elderly, wasn't that your yeah. contention? Maybe you are. Yes. It, yes, that was my contention, but I was suggesting that the kinds of drugs that you're doing now are uh heart medication. Okay. Whereas and and uh things that stop your uh, you know, brain from stopping mm. or zapping you or something mm. like that, you know? Um, and so, and so that's different to the drugs that you and your mom used to do, which were like, you know, uh, chamomile tea and, uh, <laughs> and a hot cup, a hot cup of Joe, <laughs> cup of Joe. <laughs> How about this? You've heard of cup of Joe. What about this cup of Joe? <laughs> eh? The people who police the coffee. Yeah. Oh, no. I was thinking like, you know, you drink something out of a cop, right? Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, cop of... Jo- yeah. I, I mean, I <gasps> imagine that would feel... If you were of the gangster persuasion, you mm. know... He, you're running this city. You're running the city. The idea that you have the police so in yeah. your pocket that you can then take them out of their po- your pocket, lay them down on a thing in front of you, have them open their mouth, pour yep. liquid into their mouth, have them lie there nice and still, and either with a straw or by having two of your henchmen pick up the cop and bring them to your lips and pour oh, the yeah. liquid from their cop lips into your mouth for just for a little yeah. sip. That is a oh, new well, level. It's hot. It'll be really hot. You couldn't have more. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh, it is a hot cop of Joe, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a hot cop of Joe. Yeah. And 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 the the cop could be hot as well, but I don't need that. Mm, they don't have to be. Could It doesn't have to be a Could the um, cop I mean, would we line the mouth of the cop like they do in a like a keep cup or something with an extra layer of like you know, uh like like a stainless steel or something there, so that the cop doesn't have boiling water kept in their mouth, or is that part of your power? I think it's part of the power. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would, for some reason in my mind, I feel like it's it's more powerful to have the cop have to stand, mm. and then and then two people just lift him up and kind of tip him. But you would also be like, "Hey, curl your lip," because you want a little mm, lip. You on need the, a lip. You thing. need to sip from a lip. You need to sip from a lip, <laughs> which is it makes the human face that one of the perfect v- drinking vessels. I shoot from the hip and I sip from the lip. That's your. <laughs> It's your catchphrase. And I sit from the tit. Oh. I sit on a tit. Well, not sit on a tit. I sit from my tit. I wonder if it would be possible to have such saggy boobies that you could sit on your own tit. Because sitting on a mm. uh, a testicle <laughs> is a yeah is a reality. That is that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I think you know you might be able to reach a point if, if there's anybody in the world who can do that. I think uh, phone in, <laughs> um, write into us, tell us your experience. Mm, mm, oh God, I just had a reality. weird flash that somebody sent us an email at some point and they didn't respond just then. Mm, um, a synapse. One really. one synapse woke up, fired, s- and then yeah. went rolled over and went straight back to sleep. A s- Oh no! It was an email that said, "Where is your show on YouTube?" And it was from a company that's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll put it on YouTube for you." Isn't that amazing? No matter what it is in life that you want to do, mm. right? As soon as there's a want to do something, mm. then that means that there's a desire to do it well and to get good at it and to be successful. And that means that there's effort there that needs to be taken. And that means that there's people who then will offer you the chance to pay to not have to do the work that it takes to get that yeah, bit. Yeah, but also as soon as there's a company that wants yeah. to p- charge you to do some little service that you could do yourself, that makes yep. me not want to do it at all. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that's why we're that's why we're so successful. Mm, yeah. 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 We've got that real <laughs> healthy psychology that uh just smooths that path to success. I I have an opinion that like that there is a, an element in which I think having like ambition I think is good to a certain extent mm. because it does drive you, but I also think that it is an illness. <laughs> yeah. Um because because at some point you are like pushing beyond what is healthy for you, I think. What is healthy for you mentally. Mm. Like and so that's why now I look at every person who is successful, very successful, mm. with a kind of weird suspicion of like how how mentally okay are you <laughs> or how, you know <laughs> For you to yeah. have to have, for you to have successfully got to this point, yeah. Sure. But then maybe I I because then there's a part in which we have attained a certain level of a success, and then I am allowing myself to not feel that as much towards myself, just because I feel like I'm Homer Simpsoning my way through life. Mm, but then I think also what we've done is we we have uh, a you know yes there's a a certain sickness that makes us want to you know go out there get attention and you know create this stuff right yeah but then what that has done is that push that has pushed us up to a certain point where our other uh mental illnesses (laughs) i'm using that term loosely are pushing back down again so we've reached that kind of an equilibrium right that's the things of procrastination and self-doubt and all that stuff so right that that's a kind of a homeostasis it's a we should come well, up with a theory a of capa- sorry a theory of being, which yeah. is entirely built around conflicting illnesses. There is no healthy mental state. All you can hope to have is have your various um, neuroses and pathologies uh, mm. in balance. That should be our. Yeah. That should be. I mean, I genuinely think that that's actually kind of what things, what how the world, mm. how everything works. Mm. Everything is just a push and pull of certain things, and then you you live in the you live in the equilibrium. But nobody is nobody is promoting that as a way of life. Nobody's out there offering a a well an unwellness retreat, right? Which we which you can go along to. to what to, to to make one of your un unwellnesses stronger, <laughs> so that you can exactly get... so that it can balance out. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're so if you come to our unwellness center, mm. um we're going to put you push your your ambition illness mm. um into a state of overdrive uh you know we'll we'll, pu- we'll cross it we'll push it across a tipping point mm. in which your ambition will uh you know like you know the the, the self it was, that will it will completely overtake your self-respect. Mm. Um, like that, and that will knock it all over, and then you will be able to be driven towards this idea that it is in any way important to be the best at something in the world, mm. and have people talk about you and say nice things. <laughs> I wonder if you can get drugs that make that you can that can enhance your ambition. I wonder if um, I should take one of those. <laughs> I wonder if I would take one of those. I I, mean, I think in the future it, it, all we will yeah. be able to have all emotions uh, as different um, additives. Well, in my experience, in there in in um, medication that is for uh, any kind of uh, attention deficit disorders, mm. um, the, the 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 main benefit that I've seen. Uh, well, for, let me just say the first, the main negative that I've seen is that you still have to sleep, mm. <laughs> right? Because or else your brain is still fucked. Yeah, and you can't focus and stuff like that. The main benefit I've seen is that it removes that feeling of, well, I couldn't possibly do anything today. Really, which I think is a form of of increasing ambition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really goes from like. Nah, there's no way to. Yeah, right. I'll give it a try. Yeah, and and so there there is that, but I don't know if you can. Ru- like, I mean, probably cocaine seems to give people <laughs> some ambition. I mean, 
certainly gives them the ambition you know, to ruin everybody else's night. Yeah, with your ideas. Mm. Andy, we Andy, this podcast, like I've never done cocaine, right? Mm. But this podcast sounds like the exact description of what somebody <laughs> is like when they're on cocaine. <laughs> they just have ideas that c- clearly cannot be done. <laughs> Yeah. And that they may never do, Shit. never even attempt. Is it too late to rebrand this as Cocaine the Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, it's never too late. I think I think a, re- a big rebrand a big would re-brand. actually be very... At the moment, people probably see the hear the title and they think, oh, well, yeah, why would I listen to guys talking about policy? With the slight little thing in their brain going, yeah, but why would it be in the weird shape of like that two in the pink, <laughs> one in the stink? <laughs> kind of phrasing <laughs> is that the first time we've ever acknowledged that on the podcast i think so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i've i've been embarrassed a, a tremendous as amount we, by as that we thing. should be as we completely <laughs> should be what an insane but, thing for the title of the podcast <laughs> to be a reference to i mean that's what season five is all about to me it's about acknowledging the uh the the, the disgusting mm. uh truths that mm. has, has been in everybody's that is mind the, the, the whole time the original sin of this podcast is that the name yeah is a pun on two well, it's the not really like i mean it's only it's, it only borrows the phrasing it, it, uh, like, indeed indeed of the two in the yeah yeah and it doesn't even it doesn't have the second half no i don't want i don't want anyone to think that we are in any way connected to this phrase. <laughs> we, don't, we don't endorse it. <laughs> yeah, we don't endorse <laughs> we the don't phrase. We don't use it. It yeah. just <laughs> so happens. We don't like the the hand shape that <laughs> that we I mean that was literally mold, like I th- right? we used I think that the... was literally hmm. some some Dane Cook branding was doing that hand shape. Really? We're not associated with Dane Cook in any way. Hmm. <laughs> Apart from our catchphrase, now we're Dane Cookin, which we do say when we get a of good course, I- when yeah. we have a good idea. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's the limit of it. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's good to get that out, Andy. I genuinely feel a, a heaviness that's been lifted off yeah. of me. Some other people may have never thought that at all. Probably all the decent people who listen to this podcast. And now now they, they, they might have, have a heaviness put upon them. Mm. Mm. So, you know, well, there you go. I've, I think I've re-put a new heaviness upon me now <laughs> with that thought. Now everybody feels worse. Um, all right. Now, I've written down two ideas so far. Right. Can uh, I can I suggest something that we talked about off the pod, which is the, yeah. the idea of having your two hemispheres of your brain taken apart, separated, and put into two different bodies, right? Yeah. So that you can um, just basically have an extra body to get more stuff done, right? Yeah. And would you... Do you think it, this would be used, done, as in, like, put into a dead, a dead, a brain-dead person's body, or would you be making a clone? I guess you would start with a brain person, a brain-dead person's body probably is the easiest way to start this technology. Mm. Clones, obviously, is where you're trying to head to, but maybe there's a place in between in which you're actually cutting your body in half but trying to make it function like an individual body. Mm, I mean, I think um, the two... <laughs> maybe it could be that, like, you have a brain-dead body, right, and you slice yeah. your body in half, right, yeah. down the brain... <gasps> That's hemisphere really idea, divide Andy. and then you sew it onto the two halves of another body of that that brain dead body i mean the way in which i feel like that would fuck up your back having two different <laughs> length uh <laughs> length uh <laughs> length legs like that or whatever no you're but, right forget it you're right forget no, it. no 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 but but you know what <laughs> hey there's no reason why we can't split your body Bottom half, top half. I've never seen this. I've never seen... No, there is. There is, Alistair, because we're splitting <laughs> down the brain divide. That was the whole point of the thing. That oh, we... I know, but what we're going to do is we're going to do the slice down through the brain and then go hard left, mm. and then we're going to slice just kind of over the table okay. for a bit. <laughs> then we're cutting into the table, cutting into the table. It's just like in that butcher's paper that doctors put down when they're... You're doing surgery, you know? Yeah. And then into the table, and then and then a hard right around the just under the belly button. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we're I don't no. think we're doing that. I don't think we're. No, doing no, that. no. You're right. I like I like the 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 one that you're saying through the middle of the body, half uh, brain dead. I've never person, seen half, this in a uh, movie, and I think we should explore it. 
I mean, I think what would be interesting to see... Oh, you could have, have half the, the, left the brain, dead the brain, right brain in there as well. Yeah, indeed. But having the left brain, right brain, seeing... What, is, it the, is it the left brain that is supposedly the, like, the creative, subconscious-y sort of part of the brain? Or like as in, in like the, kind of the, the myth, like as in you want to speak within the myth idea? Like the... Uh, like... I think I think that the, all that is now considered bullshit, but yep. um, but but you would just want to speak within the idea, the concept, right? Well, uh, I wasn't even sure that it was considered bullshit. I'm not so up to date on on this stuff as you obviously are, Alistair. I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty myself. sure that all that kind of stuff is is sure. bullshit. But but within um, the myth, all right. Let's dip back into the myth, okay? Let's 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 let's. All right, let, we're opening the, the the portal to the myth. Gorillas but, in the myth. But just know that everything. Unlike everything else that we talk about in season five, which is all hard truths. By the way, I still refer to um, this as season four. I know, and I think that you're wrong. Well, I'm the one because I think up season the zero I'm was the one season who, one. I'm the one who puts the numbers on the on the uploads to, of the episodes. Oh. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> all right, and I love that. I love that there's a hard truth here in which mm. you're willing to be, admit that that you're <laughs> that you're doing that incorrectly. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, I, I owe you 250 bucks. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which bank... Cool. Wait, what's 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 your bank account number that you're uh, using at the Whatever bank account number you've got, it will work still. I still have all my all my bank accounts no, Andy, somewhere. Say your bank account <laughs> number on the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is the most scatterbrained episode ever. Alistair. I mean, we are not... we. We literally have like not spoken for three weeks, probably an actual spoken, mm-hmm. and then we Being get spoken? to have a, a a quick pre pod chat where we go, "How are you?" you go, Ugh. and I'm like, Ugh. We're "Like, yeah, today's <laughs> fucked up. We can't do anything. It's like we're already behind on all our work." Anyway, let's start and do the pod. All right, <laughs> let's come in with a great energy, a real positivity. Yeah, great. Oh, I yeah. just want to see what it's like when that left brain, which in my myth, we're in the myth, we're in the myth, Alistair. We're up to the up to our tit thin myth, right? And the the, our the tits? left th- our tits. I'm trying to I'm trying to do uh, a rhyming yeah. phrase. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, thank you. Uh, and the uh, fucking hell, the left brain. What okay, it so what the, it does one, when, one it's, when it's finally freed from the burden of the right brain? Okay, mm. the logic when we can get rid of that sort of logical analytical. Um, rational part of the brain and see what the left brain can do when it's unfettered when yeah, you, so, you know it's okay, a, so let's, it let's really this. the the two hemispheres of the brain are a classic double act you've got the straight man right and then you've got the funny mm. weird guy okay you've got the yeah. Leno and woodley hemispheres oh, of, yes. your, of the brain and i want to yes, see yes, yes. i want to see woodley <laughs> i want to see the show woodley <laughs> where it was just frank woodley and Famously, it actually wasn't as wacky or as fun as you'd hope. He made a show, I think, about being divorced or something like that. I didn't watch it. Yeah, but I think it's on ABC iView now. Okay, great. I which I, I was, because I was like, I was at some point complaining that shows like that aren't on iView, and then I looked it up and it was on there. Oh. <laughs> um, but yes, I think the way the way I like to picture this idea, right, is that you've split your your body, right. At the moment, I can't do all the picturing of. I don't think I have the mental processing to be able to picture the your half half with the other body, but I'm mm. just going to allow, accept that that's what's happening. Sure. Right. And so then you've got, let's say you've got the creative half, and then you've got the logical half, mm. and one is leading a creative life, is kind of be going mm. into the arts, and one is being like an engineer or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and so it's, it's just you. You're kind of like a housemate sort of sketch thing like that. Anyway, and then you're like, oh my god, this has been working so well. We should split the brain further into quarters, mm. right? And then you've got like the front left half in one, the, the back left half in the other, and the front left half in the other, and then things like that. But then things start to get a little bit more difficult because like the brain stem mm. is just Does in like the back half. <laughs> and that's where like a lot of the automatic stuff like yeah. breathing yeah. And, and stuff like that has to ha- is, is processed. Mm. So that means that the other ones – they have to consciously remember to breathe. Yeah, that would be challenging, and I think that would take away from some of your time to be creative, which is what you presumably what part of your brain was hoping to be able to do without yeah. being dragged down. But now you've discovered yeah. that oh, now I've got to spend a lot of time remembering to breathe. I don't have as much time for my art. 
<laughs> yeah, and then one of the and then the other guy who does re- remember how to breathe has to, like you guys have to take shifts, and one like has to stay up while you're asleep to blow air into your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I think a um somebody who's trying to be more creative, and so has had themselves hooked up to some kind of breathing machine, so that they don't have to use up any of their mental capacity on breathing this could be a an, a, an efficiency tip for the super already super successful right hook your your body up to um, a bunch of machines to like suck out your own shit and pump oh, your lungs yes. for you and stuff and then you can is it do you think you think you'd use the same machine for that or do you think you'd want two machines uh i mean i'd lo- I love you the idea the, of a to suck the shit out <laughs> and then pump it into your lungs I mean, God forbid, God forbid that happened. I would say, oh, I would, I, mean, I would say that our guarantee as a company is that that doesn't happen more than <laughs> one, one time in two hundred times. <laughs> Just like, but don't we have like two, like a hundred thousand breaths in a day? <laughs> Are you saying that that's going to happen roughly? I don't know, ten thousand times. <laughs> Um, um, that's a good I, guess I of how love... many breaths in a day, by the way. I think that's a good guess. It's definitely way less, I think. You reckon it's way less? 100%. Yeah, I felt bad as soon as I said it. You felt bad as soon as you said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. So, I mean, if you said there was one a second, 60, 60, 30, 600, 30, 600 times 24, carry the four. Uh, <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea. But uh, yeah, maybe around ten thousand is more accurate. No, it can't be around ten thousand. That would be. Compl- I think you might be right. I think maybe a hundred thousand. I'm going to ask Siri. Um. No, Siri's not going to not going to respond because I'm on a call. Hang on. You're right. This is good stuff. I mean, it seems to. Oh yeah. Um. Never mind. I'm going to look it up. How many breaths creatively in a day? Here we go. <gasps> 22,000. I don't think you were, like, you, you know, I think orders of magnitude, yeah. you were you were in a, within a factor of five. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's not too bad. That's less than 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's less than 10. <laughs> and that's another, that's another number that you, you got that right as well. You Mathematically, yeah. you're brilliant today. <laughs> I, my I, um, version of this... Um, did you see, you know... Mm. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, did you see that Leo... Puliisi guy or whatever his name is, who runs that, that six news, yeah, six news in Melbourne, mm. who is now an Australian celebrity, like probably one of you know he's going to win Australian of the Year one day, <laughs> you know. He's like fourteen and or something, right? And he ha- yeah. made his own news channel, and he's just like always on Twitter, always getting into beef with people, but yeah, also apparently but sometimes breaking actual news. <laughs> Yeah, it's really fucking crazy. It's, it's like he seems to be one of the only decent journalists yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Um, and but yesterday he r- reported that he got two percent on his trigonometry exam. Two <laughs> percent. <laughs> and he and he broke that news. When you say he reported, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I think for people outside of the country hearing this and wondering what the fuck we're talking about, it's going to sound yeah. really confusing. It's going to sound I mean, like it's really a teenager d- giving news about his life. He's an no, but he's like he's like a genuine journalist, journalist who's made a fake, like a real news, co- like reporting company, and he's interviewed prime ministers. Yes, <laughs> correct. And they would go on thinking that it was going to be like a laugh, but and then he would ask them hard questions. And then he's also a high school student. Yeah. Yeah, and he also, because there's a there's a person on Twitter who has the same name as the nickname of of our prime minister Albo. So some the person who has at Albo, um, he's always correcting people when they tag that guy because he, they're like because he's always going, you tagged an Italian porn artist, <laughs> <laughs> this Italian porn cartoonist who's at Albo. Um, he has to keep <laughs> correcting people. He has to. And they're like, oh, he grow up. That's grow up, Leo. Like that. And then they don't actually realize that that's what they've done. 
We're a real anyway, country. We're a proper country. Okay. I brought I brought up this whole trigonometry thing so that I could tell you the line that I commented underneath. Oh, great. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. I I wrote. Pythagoras would be triangulating in his grave. <laughs> I would have said, oh, Leo, that's not a good sign. But I would have spelled sign. That's really good. Because you need a tan. There you go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, fucked it up. Mm, got it. All right, now. So I've got, I like the idea that, so I like, first I just want to say, I like the idea of the machine that has been made for creative people so they can get more work done mm. that breathes for you and sucks your shit out mm. and then that it has been then it, then they discover that it's been pumping shit into your lungs yeah. and it's in many ways made things much worse yeah great um now i was just going to go back to this idea of a person who has their left and right brain separated right i yep. think it would be good to do a film in which those things come into strong rivalry the right side of the brain the left side oh, of the brain yes. becomes an artist and a progressive and an activist and is trying to you know struggle mm. to stay alive the right side of the brain brain becomes an ultra capitalist okay yeah. um uh exploiting the world its resources and i mean if the if the if the brain dead body that you were getting the putting the then the, the brain halves into were uh an identical twin mm. then that makes this really easy to film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it the identical twin of the person? So the yes. I mean, it'd be am- amazing <laughs> if it was just an identical twin of another person, and that I would think that that would make it easy. <laughs> I mean, that would be really easy to, to film if that person. Who looks different was an identical <laughs> twin with somebody else. We never see that identical twin, but they are an identical <laughs> twin. Uh, I think a mo- let's make a TV show where everybody's an identical twin, but we only use one of the identical twins. That's really good. You never see the other one, but it's it, it would lend an extra. <laughs> you know how when you meet somebody and they just kind of look like an identical twin, <laughs> they just go like yeah. you're like. You can't see the other person, but you're like, I get. You can tell. I get that vibe from you. It's an it's an identical twin convention, but for people who don't want to always be seen with their identical twin. That's really good. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a plus one. No plus ones. Identical twin no convention. No plus one. No plus one. I think. I think. Right. It's a, I think, you know, as a world record or just as a piece of art, the idea of getting as many single halves of an identical twin mm. coupling in the same room together at the same time, taking a photo of them all there, mm. just the one of them. I don't know what, I don't know what that is, but it feels Andy, like something. I love it, it feels so much. Like art. I think that there's some because if there's a, there's a part of your brain that has that is like almost putting like a ghost in there. There's like a ghost idea mm. in it. When you th- see the person, each each of those people you go, oh, there's like a half missing. Yeah. But you're looking at a complete person. Do you think it's because we don't think of identical twins as... As full people? As full people? They're like an ant colony? Well, it doesn't make like, sense. God wouldn't have prepared two souls, would he? He wouldn't no, have he's only made one. Yes, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> But he split it down the middle, and he put the creative half in uh, one, and he put the logical half in the other. Sometimes I think that has happened with my identical twins, with the boys. God hasn't prepared two souls. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Um, 
Anyway, yes, these two halves oh. go to battle, right? And the eventually, I think the rational corporate, um, uh, the the capitalist side of the brain, the right side of the brain, ends up killing the other half of the brain. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, and is it about growing up? I think because I think it would be interesting because one probably would end up being more right wing and the yeah. other would be in more left wing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's very interesting. Thank you. Um, and funny. And and funny, Andy. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, the <laughs> killing part is going to be the funniest bit, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm having trouble containing the laughter when I think about good. Good, yes, good. two people who look identical killing each mm. other. Um, oh, I love death. Oh, I love it. Can you make people um, shit themselves laughing? Is that possible? Um, Must be possible. Me personally, if they're, if they're, I oh. guess if they're like already it's a pretty show. close, it's a show where you're trying to see if it's possible, mm. and so you ask everybody to come, come to the show, fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> is that the term? Is it fully loaded? Fully loaded, oh, like really a, good, like a like a chip. With a new supreme nacho cheese flavour. You know mm. what I mean? Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and it's an ad. It's an ad that you put on, like, just it feels like it's one of those ads that you would see on Facebook or mm. Instagram, where it's like the, you know, the, the Something Institute is doing a study on whether or not it is possible to induce excrementing mm. through the process of of, of laughter. Mm-hmm. And so we are asking to people Volunteers. to sign up. Um to sign up and come in fully loaded. <laughs> I mean absolutely chock a block mm. and I do mean chock. Yeah. Um and and we have to see a wonderful comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think just that sound of the room when you really get it. <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> the sound is not what I'm thinking about. It's <laughs> the smell of that room. Yeah, the that sure. that room as people are doing like those horrid like <laughs> right before a shit farts, where they're like <laughs> people are like, "Oh, you need to take a shit." <laughs> that gas was was. I mean, very recently fraternizing with an actual turd. Mm, yeah, I know you exactly know. what you're describing. Yeah, there's no there's no clean air in there, <laughs> and it's just a carrier of particles. Sorry, I should be done. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's been mingling. No yeah, doubt. there's been some intermingling. Mm. Uh, 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 lobster with a mobster, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Inside each of us, there is a lobster and a mobster. There is a politician, the air, the gas, mm. uh, having lobster with that is ming- ming- mingling with a mobster, the uh, turd. Alistair's references are getting so local and so Australian. <laughs> uh, well, I'm leaving Australia soon, so I, I don't I, call I, them lobsters. I start to over grasp here, onto my identity. I'm going to be in no man's land over there. I'm not going to be Canadian when I go back. People yeah. are going to be like, you sound like a fucking idiot. Like a skip. You sound like a bloody skip. And then all the, um, you know, and, and I'm going to <laughs> get beaten up in the schoolyard. Does the, do, do the listeners know if we talked about this? We have talked about this, that you're moving to, to French Canada. To French Canada, to French Cana- uh, Canada. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I, I think we may have mentioned it, but I have decided that we're I'm going to just give it a go for a little bit. Alistair and his beloved and his yeah family, family, their family are going to live in Montreal, yeah. and he's going to make a go of it in the I'm just big make a go city. Of it in the big city, mm. a city probably smaller than Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, at least Mel- Melbourne is very big. Oh my God, Montreal population is only like one point seven eight million. That was in twenty seventeen, but 
Melbourne's like a five to six million people city. Is it? Yeah. Why? And I still can't get that many people to my show. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> it's too late now, Alistair. You've sold all your possessions. There's nothing yeah. for you here. The podcast There's will nothing. continue. It'll Somebody's just, already we'll taking just over be, our lease. We'll be more tired. So that's exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And at least it'll be, you know, I'll be able to go out and do comedy every night. You know how hard it is already to go out and do comedy every night? Imagine doing that in a blizzard. <laughs> um, all right. Wait. So now we got one, two, three, four, five ideas, Andy. If before you were we, happy. Before we, uh, I am happy, but before we go on, I'd just like to mention that Stupid Old Studios is launching a comedy lab, which is going to be a fund to uh, to be able to provide free services to comedians, free production support, free office space, free podcasting. Um, there, this uh, comedians will be able to apply to this fund to get access to these services. It'll break down barriers. It'll make things happen. We are doing a live telethon-style fundraiser on the 12th of December. I will be hosting with Beck Petratus. It'll be a talent show. People are going to be coming on. We're trying to kickstart this thing and get people to uh, donate to the fund so that we can offer this and really help people make more things in comedy in Australia. So if you are able to tune into that telethon or even if you're just able to uh, check out the pitch video or the website for the Comedy Lab, I will put a link in the show notes. Thank you. Well said, Andy. Thank you. God damn, well said. Um, is the this is the fundraiser started? Is it a fundraiser? I think people can chip in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, but as in, it's not started, right? It happens on the day, or is there? I think you can. You no can. Like I think you can. I can think you can already start donating. Okay. Great, great. I've just gone to the Comedy Lab website, and oh, yep, help fund Comedy Lab here. It has a monthly and it has a one-time button over here. Yes. Every on little bit on stupidoldstudios.com slash Comedy Lab. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy, great. Well, h- how would you feel about going to three words from a listener? God, I'd feel so good about that. Well, that is so nice, Andy. Um, I do you want to guess what listener it's from? <laughs> okay, I guess that the listener is Reese Palaro. Reese Palaro. Let me see. Oh, I'm sorry, Andy. You couldn't be more wrong. It is. Andriana Genuality. You know what? That was my first instinct. I was going to say Andriana Genuality. I'm not shitting you. I almost yeah. said that, and then I was like, I, that puts it too much be... pressure on Andriana. <laughs> yeah, and it puts too much pressure on, I guess, maybe on all the other listeners who you know, have not had the opportunity to make themselves known as much. Yeah, yeah, but she's burned as, into uh, my brain. Absolutely. Well, we are uh, G- genuine, genuinely genuality grateful. Yeah. Uh, that you've sent in these words. Now, uh, Andriana has sent in three words from a listener today, mm. and I believe they're from her. Um, and so would you like to try to guess what the three words are? Maybe let's start with the first word. Unless you want to start with the second or third. Uh, first word is rancid. <sighs> Ooh, yuck. You only got one letter correct. <laughs> um. And I would say, oh, but you know what? There's there's some ballpark in in tone. Okay. The first word is limp. Limp. Okay. Great. Limp. limp. Second word, blitzen, as in the uh, reindeer. Blitzen. Wolf blitzen? Oh, no. Wolf blitzen. Wolf. Wolf Rudolph. Wolf blitzen. Well, mm. Wolf... Uh, Comet, Donner Cupid. and Wolf Pr- Prancer. Mm. And, um, no, the second word, I'm sorry, Andy, is imp. Limp. Oh, my God. Imp. Yeah. Now, is the final word going to be gimp or simp? Andy, I accidentally told you the wimp. third word. I just oh, want you to know okay. that. I'm limp, so sorry. Imp. 
So that's the third word. So now I'm trying to guess the second word. Jeez, this is going to yeah. have to get my brain in gear here. Uh, limp. Gimp. Second word is gimp. Andy, no. <laughs> no, it's not gimp. It's crimp. <laughs> limp, crimp, imp. Wow. Can I tell you the... You know what? Out of all of the mythical creatures, I don't ever think I've ever pictured one crimped. <laughs> like, like, is that crimping like, like, the, like the hair? Like they used to do the hair? Oh, yeah. That is crimping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crimping can I be mean, to do sort of any kind of thing where you're like you've got a, a press and you're pressing things together to fuse oh, them yeah. or to engage a, a some sort of locking thing around you do you would do crimping around like a to make a seal between a a plastic sleeve and a and a a rod <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean to think that there's a creature out there that is that its threat to you is that it will crimp you it will mm. come and squeeze you but that the the creature is so soft that has no has no firmness to it. It has no bone structure, mm. right? And so then it comes and squeezes you. It has n- almost no effect on you, other than just the knowledge that it's happening. That you have, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so then, Im- but then you could imagine being overrun with these things because. I don't know, they breed very fast or something mm. like that. And they don't have a lot of effect, but there's it's happening more and more. Well, it sounds to me, these almost sound like the um, those uh, souls of the dead aliens that you get in Scientology, that they're sort of attached to your body. They're slow, like mm. they might be able to very, they build up, they accrue on you, right? Uh, this could be a, like a... Uh, uh, an alien invasion style movie where there are these creatures mm. that um, that come, they arrive on Earth, they sort of attach themselves, they're sort of parasitic, but they have such a small effect that most people are just getting around with heaps of these things just attached to yeah. their body. They and subsist. it's actually not worth the effort. Like there was like there was. Mm. There was a, a you know a big effort at the beginning to just try and like dispose yeah. of them and get rid of them and stuff like that, but eventually they just let let the dead ones fall off and just be on the ground, <laughs> and then suddenly we're just stepping on them. The ground is just covered in these yeah. things, and they keep coming, yeah, and they keep breeding and things like that, and then suddenly it's just like the the whole top of the earth is covered in the just the mm-hmm. limp, squishy bodies of these things of these crimp but imps, these crimp. Imps, these limp crimp imps. I am also imagining to step away from the limp element, uh, a an evil creature that does have some sort of crimping power that would I imagine have claws that grab onto your body and using heat and pressure bend you so that your body bends at ninety degrees backwards. So basically you've got your legs oh. and then the top of your body um, yeah. is now bent backwards like that at 90 degrees to your legs. And I think it would be so debilitating. Like, you wouldn't be able to get around. Maybe you could sort of crab walk on your arms and legs, but I think seeing a lot of people in this situation, it's a, yeah. it's an, it's a, it's, you know, then you have, again, an alien invasion kind of situation where it doesn't kill anybody, but it really incapacitates them. Hmm. I mean, being bent but backwards at a nine, it does incapacitate you a tremendous amount. I think, mm. don't think you can bend like that. No, but it's able to do it in such a way, this is where the heat element comes in. It doesn't actually break your spine or anything like that. You're not actually um, paraplegic. Like you can still, kind of... Yeah, you can still move your all your body oh. as you would otherwise, but you are just now... You've got that. Would you walk on all fours, but that in that kind of like bridge shape? Yeah, like, I think you would have to. That's the only way to get around. Yeah, and so then they, you would see that happen around you, and then you would have to like either not leave the house or go out and eventually just adapt. Mm. Well, it's a, I guess it's an invasion of the body snatchers style situation, invasion mm. of the body crimpers, where society, as you say, does adapt, and eventually, as the numbers shift, and maybe this could be. <laughs> 
I don't know what this could be an analogy for, right? But I, I guess it's an analogy for um, ableism and the way in which the built world is constructed for the needs of the majority, mm. right? But as the majority, as more and more people are crimped, as the majority shifts and we yeah. start to rebuild society around the needs of the, of, of the crimped, um, yeah. the people uh, who are traditionally what you would think of as like, you know, straights, we'd call them straights, or no, maybe that's not the word, but <laughs> no, I, per- I mean, I don't maybe mind perps, because they're perpendicular. No, no, it's not right. But something, yeah, perps. but straights, I guess. I think sure. straights is pretty good. But also now suddenly like the, the word crimped, does seem on the nose like because it's so close to a, a term that i've heard disabled people use to describe themselves as sure. crips um but i think it's fine i think it's actually like it, this feels like it's barbie movies but for the barbie movie but for uh, <laughs> alien invasions about uh, the issues of disability um but also i for some reason i picture i love to picture a video of a guy who's bent backwards mm. Like kind of talking down on people who are not, mm. and talking and 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 kind of being like, like talking about hustle culture and how he lives his life and how it's like it's so much better, um, since he's been bent backwards. Yeah. But then, <laughs> and you see him working out and you see him like you know, stock trading and <laughs> you see him, <laughs> but all upside down and backwards. Yeah, I really like um, that. He's drop shipping. He's, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do you ever see that guy? It was like from one of those like motivational things. Uh, like, you know, kind of, you know, f- stupid, f- dumbass videos uh, from like a kind of like a hustle bro. Mm. And he is being interviewed on like one of these things. And he's saying, see, what I do is I split my day into two days so from 6 a.m to 12 that's one day and from 12 <laughs> to midnight or whatever like that he, he split it up in some way that's another day so i do everything that i would do in a day in a half day which is now a full day so that means <laughs> that by day two by you know I, on day one i'm one day ahead of you yeah. by day two i'm four days ahead of you <laughs> Something like that. i'm three days ahead of you by one week, I'm a week and a half ahead of you. Like this, one month, you know? And it's like, it's, it's the stupidest thing. And I don't yeah. know how he actually lives his life like that. But it's it's actually a really beautiful... And then I think somebody, I saw somebody actually, uh, you know, stitched with that thing and was like, well, I have three, I do it, I break my day into three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 days ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I hope that this was okay, Andriana Genualdi. I hope it was Genualdi okay. My Genualdi helped. Um, um, hey, you, you, should, you can join the Discord. It's a fun time in there. It's been There's been a lot of nice stuff. Um, it's been uh, very fun, you know, seeing people, like, you know, Karina's been going through uh, the 400th episode over the last month. Yeah. <laughs> and, and showing us the meals that she eats while she... Is uh, watching it and... While she's watching at it, different and, par- you know, points, and, and you get to and see and photos of us slowly degrading. Yeah, um, it's that 400th episode was so long ago now, and it feels like I was like, Andy, we're going to lose listeners now, as we've been posting this episode for too long. <laughs> we've been posting this one episode for six weeks <laughs> or whatever like that. Um, so if you're still still around, you know, season five, it's gonna, you know, it's hard, it's hard, you know, if you made it through 400th episode, congratulations. Um, and uh this is where we start to reveal the true secrets of the podcast yeah so you know this is when you really want to listen yeah uh, and find out all the secrets all of the uncomfortable truths <laughs> is it okay if i was to take you through the sketch ideas sounds for good you? alistair we got the first dance track about coming uh caring for an elderly relative yes yes then we've got the cop of joe um of course cop of joe it's a mob mob who runs a city so much so that they they drink their coffee straight from the mouth of a police officer (laughs) we got the split brain split body situation god we talked about that for a long time 
for a long time and we got to create and and there's different pl- ways in which it can go but i you know i like to think that when they split it into four and they realize all the problems that that creates they split back into two that's fun um then then we got the uh, machine that breathes for you and sucks out your shit so that you can get more work done and then it accidentally pumps shit into your lungs um <laughs> i know you love that part i really do i know that's the part it's when i came alive yeah um, which is the opposite of what happened to this person on the machine. Mm. Um, show, then we got a show where everyone is an identical twin, but you never see the other one. And I, I just love that. Already. <laughs> I think the show should be just called Identical Twins. Yeah. And it's an office of identical twins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine the office, right? Mm. But it's identical twins, yeah. right? They have a hiring policy, eh? but you... <laughs> And you only have to use one actor, and yeah. you never see the twins together. Mm. There's just a lot of like, <laughs> no, that was my brother you were talking to earlier. <laughs> um, then we got the soft, weak alien invasion, but it's not worth doing anything. Um, that's where they fall, mm. cover the ground. They mm. probably would fertilize the ground or something. Maybe. Oh, they're, they'll probably be made of, be made of silicon don't, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. might be like inert in that respect. Yeah. It'll probably just change the whole composition of the... Uh, and, and, you know, block the topsoil from getting access to air and things like that. And Anyway, it's probably... This might be a metaphor Yeah, but the something. thing is that they're not bothering us that much, though. Um, then we've got aliens that bend you back 90 degrees. Um, but, yeah, until until a majority are... I think that's basically what happened in the Carboniferous era. That the Carboniferous era was a point in time in which trees had evolved and the ability to form cellulose molecules, but mm. there was nothing that had developed the ability to break them down. I might have already said this on the podcast. There was nothing that could um, consume those molecules. So just for millions and millions of years, there was just like trees would fall over and they would never rot and they would just build up in this huge pile, you know, deeper and deeper stuff and that's where all our coal and everything comes from this these forests that just never rotted and then were eventually compressed because there was no that's so cool i I didn't know that bit yeah this is what i've heard i haven't looked it up god i love that it's good though imagine that but that's what it would be like with these alien bodies ah so that means that we're not we we the the earth won't even create new coal now i think we're post-coal um, also, I want to just talk about this idea that I've had for a long time, but it's it's just a tiny little thing. But maybe I've mentioned this. But do you think that you know, like, because I'm a, I'm I'm a bit obsessed with the idea of uh, uh, abiogenesis, and I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. Mm. A biogenesis, abiogenesis, right? Mm. The the creation of life from non-life, right? Yes. And if that was a thing that occurred, and every all life is from that one initial occurrence. It makes you think that these things must be unbelievably rare, but the idea m- must be that they—it still happens now. But whatever gets created would just be eaten automatically yeah, by something <laughs> that already exists. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's no, um, you know, you really need there to be nothing else around so that you have the yeah. chance to survive, find your feet. Yeah, right. It's too—it's too harsh an environment for new but life. The, but the there also could be pockets of places where maybe it has occurred. It's like the Australian uh, television comedy industry. There's just no <laughs> chance for you to break in these days. Yeah, because there's just already bigger things that come in mm. that are more efficient and cheaper. Well, there's no, or, or that there's already just so many incumbent people who are not moving on, right? So you yeah. can't <laughs> get any of the small number of, of spots that are available. Yeah. I mean, I blame... Yeah, I do blame the industry as well uh, for, for for that. For not anyway, it doesn't matter. <sighs> let's let's do Get the song. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Sorry about that rant at the end there. No, no, no. It was just that I was like, I was like, oh no. That makes me sad. <laughs> and then I want to argue about it, but then I was like, this is not worth it. For 
Um, yeah, and I just had a discussion with somebody where they were like, I'm going to move to L.A. Because I just could not possibly have one more conversation about that ends w- uh, talking about why the ABC is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, if you move to L.A., you'll be talking about the American Broadcasting Co- Corporation. Uh, so it'll be the same. But at least there's other places to go. Alistair, thank you for your time. Andrew, thank you for yours. You know what I say to the listeners? What's that? I and we love Love you. you. We do mean that. We say it all the time, but we mean it. We do mean it. And that's one of the other uncomfortable truths of this podcast (laughs) that we've meant it the whole time. (laughs) See ya. Bye. 